Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren. And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast. Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry. From photographers to vagabonds and everything in between. Let us help you make every trip an adventure. Reading the road signs, gone trippin'. One playlist at a time. Gone trippin', odometer's tickin'. My Mountain Dew and Rebel sippin'. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I am gone tripping It's that time Drink of the day Because every road trip starts with a drink uh, And first off, so my wife picked this one out And uh, she loves, loves water I love that about her. Uh, that's what he's saying is, I'm really boring. That's what he's really saying. <laughs> no, she loves water. It's just one of those things. Um, usually, you know, I'll get some kind of juice or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm good. I just want water. I know people so, think I'm cheap when I go to restaurants. I just really like water. Yeah. So today we have Dasani sparkling blood orange. So I was in charge <laughs> of the water and Ren was not no, no, quite happy in charge about of the it. Drink. I was in charge of the drink. What did I say? In charge of the water? <laughs> yeah. That's probably what the problem was. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was probably thirsty when I was shopping. I know, right? <laughs> so here's, here's the sound bite. Oh, see? It's got to be good. Hear that? It's got to be, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be. Blood orange. Ugh. Wow. That, uh, so that tastes like uh, soda water uh, oh, with orange Tic Tacs, maybe like two orange Tic Tacs sitting in it and they probably just put it on the shelf and hopefully you know hopefully it'll dissolve by the time somebody buys it. <laughs> there was, that, there was several different taste. flavors and uh, it's definitely not my favorite. I think if you liked sparkling water... You would uh, like this. Does anybody like sparkling water? I don't know. They if got, they I, do, you can message us. We'll feel, send you some of our leftovers. Yeah, I because feel like people get, an eight pack. I feel like people get sparkling water, like mix it with like orange juice or something that has flavor. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. If you drink sparkling water, like flavored sparkling water that doesn't have much flavor, tell me what, you know, what you like, why? Yeah, don't I'd like to know. Right? Yeah, so... We've got nothing about sparkling yeah, water. Yeah, Dasani sparkling water. Dasani has great water. I'd prefer just their regular water. My my favorite is on the can. It says 0% juice. Yeah, so that's where I figure they, they had to put uh, the Tic Tacs in there. That's I don't think they flavored. put Tic Tacs in there. They had So we tried the blood orange kind. They had wild cherry. They had something else. But I don't know if any of them would taste much different. Uh, no. I, I'd stick to uh, I'd stick to something with flavor. So, and then next time, Ren can be in charge of drink of yeah, the day. I am in charge next time, so uh, we'll give you another chance in a couple of weeks. But uh, I'll yeah, choose a different kind of water, non sparkling. Right. Yeah. So if you don't believe us, you can reach out to us. We have uh, six more in the pack that uh, we can send out to you, or you can go to the <laughs> if store. If you'd like to try it, yeah. let us know. <laughs> yeah, or just go out and buy it and try it yourself. And uh, you know, if you think we're wrong, tell us. But uh, let's get on to uh, today's interview. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Now, if you haven't been using Audible, you're missing out. It's one of my favorite things to use when I do long distance drives by myself or when the family's sleeping in the car and it's just me trying to stay awake. Uh, right now, if you go to our website, click on the Audible link, you'll get two free audiobooks when you start your seven-day free trial. One of those two books that you should get right away is Skyjack, The Hunt for D.B. Cooper by Jeffrey Gray. It does a great job narrating, but also really gets you thinking about the many possibilities of who could be D.B. Cooper. It's one of my favorite mysteries unsolved out there. 
every year there seems to be somebody coming forward who they think knows who D.B. Cooper is. Check out this book, download it, and enjoy. All right, welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. Got a great interview today. Who we got today on the interview? I'm really excited. We've got Garrett and Kathy Pashusta from the blog, The Grit and Polish. Welcome, Garrett and Kathy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is going to be so fun. We're excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we're excited that you guys joined us, especially coming from the Pacific West. Yeah, Uh, Seattle area, right? Yes, we are in a a small town called Owensburg, which is just about 200 miles east of Seattle. I'm excited because this is a little bit different for our travel podcast here is that you guys are actually DIY and renovators, correct? Yes. So we have fixed up quite a few houses over in Seattle and we've turned those into rentals and We also do short-term stays at one of them. So we have an Airbnb listing. And um, so that's kind of our main gig. And then we also work on the grit and polish. That's awesome. Well, and that's part of the reason why we wanted to have you guys on is from the Airbnb standpoint. I've followed you guys on Instagram and your blog for a while now. And you guys have these gorgeous homes that you renovate that are most, are they all historic or most of them are historic? Yeah, they're all old. I think the newest one is 1926. Um, so I like to, uh, I like old houses. So we've, we've really stuck with those. Yeah. It's pretty much a criteria for anything that Kathy gets excited about as far as real estate is like, you know, the older, the better basically. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to come to Waynesboro then where we live. Uh, um, I know. You're like, those are brand new. Thank <laughs> yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are relatively new where you, where you guys yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We know when we got here, we were just amazed by all the huge, like giant old homes in fact one uh that are cheap too. yeah especially super, for seattle yeah. prices yeah, yeah. Cheap. yeah super cheap and there's one actually we've been looking at uh that we just when we first moved in we drove by and it was for sale and it is a mansion and it's beautiful uh, sits yeah. up on a hill overlooks everything has got like the gate with like the sign that like names the manor and it was <laughs> yeah. like under 350 we couldn't believe it it's yeah. huge well then there's one that's down oh that's downtown that uh is pretty much set up to be a bed and breakfast. Um, it's it's four fl- uh, four floors with the basement. It is. Yeah, uh, it has a restaurant, commercial restaurant in the basement. But it was built wow. in like 1906, and it has like the original sliding doors that still function, like the pocket doors, like with mm-hmm. the windows on the inset. Like it's just beautiful. We go through yeah. every open house we can just to stare at the houses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, so fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. But away from the fact that we really love old houses, you guys have turned these into vacation rentals. How did you guys get into that? And did you know you were going to do that when you started? <laughs> not, you want to take this one? Yeah. So we actually have kind of, we kind of fell into the whole landlording renovating thing a little bit by accident and necessity. And so when Kathy got laid off, we had to figure out a way to like make money from our house so we could basically cover the mortgage payment. Right. And so that was kind of what kicked us off on this kind of path that we've been on for a while. And so we've fixed up that first place, moved out to a little space in the back. And then we were like, wow, this is really awesome. Like we're making money by having these, you know, tenants and how can we keep going? And so in the next couple of houses that we got, we, we turned them, we fixed them up, turned them into rentals. And then on the third place, uh, Airbnb was becoming a little bit more popular. This was back probably, this was around what, 2014? Yeah. 2014 ish. And so 
we're like, maybe we should try this little bit more short term uh, Airbnb. Well, thing. and we had lived in all of the houses, so we had you know furnished them to live in them, and so it was kind of an easy fit. We didn't really want to sell all the furniture, or take everything with us necessarily. So it kind of worked well to to try our hand at Airbnb. Yeah, and that's a good point too because yeah. we did have a lot of extra. We had the furniture and everything was kind of yeah. dialed into the house, and so we were like, "Well, let's let's see if we can make this work." And you know, it was certainly it was a gamble because we had no idea like how long it was going to take for us to get bookings. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's always hard to start. Yeah, but right. it it really did um, work out well, and so we've kind of continued that model, and we've actually done at one point we had three of our houses yeah. in Seattle on Airbnb and we've since scaled that back to one, but, um, yeah, the Airbnb and short-term stay thing has been something that we've really worked on and has been pretty lucrative for us. So when you started that, I mean, that's one concept about Airbnb. I think that took a lot of people, uh, to get used to, and I think people are getting used to it now more and more, but there's all these, these, these things, you got strangers that are coming into, this home into it, your stuff. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. I mean, you have a rental person, you know, somebody's renting from you, you, you get to know them. These are people staying mm -hmm. for like three days. And you may have no clue who stayed at your, your rental. Did that take totally. a little while yeah. for you guys to get used to? I th Yeah. I think it took a little bit. Um, the, the dealing with the people aspect is probably the hardest, um, part about Airbnbs. I would say, I mean, it's also some of the best parts, but, um, so yeah, I would say that definitely took a while um, to feel comfortable, but yeah, there's yeah. definitely a little bit of a mind shift where you're you're like I'm I'm opening up this this house that we've worked hard on that's valuable that we've put like renovations into and looks really nice and I mean what if somebody comes over for a Seahawks game with six of their buddies yeah. and you know you know twelfth yeah. um, man in the living room. In, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turns it into like uh basically a, a tailgating party for you know two two days over the weekend and um you know but luckily that has never happened yeah we have three years of we've had TV. really good luck um with with our tenants um you know with maybe one <laughs> one kind of glaring <laughs> exception but um but overall it's been you know positive and everybody has been respectful of the places yeah and i would say about 90 95 are friendly and you know happy to be there and kind of a a, a nice person to to chat with that's good but you can't gloss over the story of the one person <laughs> yeah right <laughs> we want to know <laughs> i feel like i should tell it they had to sign it. paperwork so yeah. <laughs> they purposely glossed over that yeah. one <laughs> hoping we didn't yeah. notice yeah yeah so like Let's see, this year it was the like late on Saturday night, right before Christmas. And I'm gonna set the set the stage by saying we're expecting we're hosting Christmas this year. So we're expecting my family and Garrett's family to come over in the next day or two. And so, anyways, we're, it's just like late o'clock, late eight o'clock at night, and um Garrett gets a call from the tenant at our Dexter property, which is our Airbnb in Seattle, and he has locked himself out. <laughs> and of Seattle is 200 miles away. So, and there's a mountain pass between us. So yeah, um, this is actually not the first time that's happened. So we do have a spare key that we don't advertise. It's just hidden. Um, so Garrett's like, Oh, no worries. You know, there's a key. You can just grab it. And the guy's like, okay, great. Thanks. And, and, you know, we kind of expected it to end there, but he calls back and he's like, you know, I'm looking under the flower pot. It's not there. And we're like, well, are you sure? Because, you know, we just verified it was there and no one's asked us for it. So 
if it's not there, that means someone's taking it. And, you know, I'm thinking like who, anyway. It was just it's, weird. It's like, yeah. why isn't it there? Yeah. Like the clear, like I specifically have like gone over this with the cleaners. Like there should, the key is there. Like, did you make sure it was And there? they did yeah. verify. Yeah. Yeah. It was and, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's there. So Garrett's like, okay, well, um, you know, is there any way, any other way to get in the house? Have you unlocked any of the windows or anything like that? And he's like, no. And Garrett's like, well, I guess I'll drive over there. Um, and it, you know, it's 200 miles. And of course there was a storm on the pass that night. So it probably would have taken you three hours to get over there. But, um, he's like, how about I call you an Airbnb or an Uber? I'll get you over to somewhere warm. Cause it's, you know, pouring down rain in Seattle. The guy is like, <laughs> doesn't even have his wallet. He just has a cell phone apparently. So Garrett's like, you know, let me do this for you. And then I'll, I'll come over. And the guy's like, well, let me think about it. And he hangs up and we're sitting here kind of like waiting. And then about 20 minutes later, we haven't heard from him. I'm like, Garrett, just call him. Um, oh, and I should back up and mention that I kept being like, Garrett, why don't you just FaceTime him and make sure he's in this right spot, you know, looking for this key. And the guy does promise to send a photo. So we're kind of waiting for that, but we don't see the photo and we don't get a call back from him. So Garrett calls him and he's like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I'm already in the house. And we're like, how'd you, okay, great. You know, how'd you get in? He's like, I just threw a rock through your back door. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And it's this, yeah, it's a big patio. It's like, you know, just one giant light. It's like one of those big patio glass doors. I was just like, oh my, you, yeah. you did what? Where did you throw the rock? Well, he like, had yeah. been drunk, you, right? Where did you throw the rock? Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I was, oh man. Yeah. And so Garrett is very nice. I'm. He's the one that deals with this because he is, a little bit <laughs> you're crying people. silently in the corner about the door know, and it's like, raining yeah and so he's like and of course this is like the it's it's a patio door to the master bedroom where they were gonna sleep so Garrett's like well you know you might just move move to another bedroom I guess and and uh close close the bedroom door and of course I mean it's just this you know it's open to the outside now um but the guy's kind of upset but um He's like, it's it's fine. And Garrett's like, well, don't lose your sleep. You know, just go to bed and we'll talk in the morning. And and after we hang up, we get the photo of, you know, the flower pot where the the um, key was supposed to be. And he was looking in the wrong spot. So the whole time <laughs> the key was there. And so he calls the next morning and, and he was, you know, thankfully very responsible and, and kind. And he had um, realized yes. so far he's been great. Like, yeah. He's been like, Oh, man, he this, was is, in the wrong, this so. is my, I feel bad. Like I'm going to take care of this. And he's, you know, he's really working to, he's ordered some glass for it and things. And so he's actually, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Come but we went over and put plywood in there. So there's, you know, it's yeah. a nice dark room right now. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's man. certainly, that's certainly the, the, the worst thing that's, happened to any of our rentals over yeah and that's really the only years. damage like the real mm -hmm. only real damage we've ever had at any of our properties knock on wood i yeah. have i have gotten a call at well what's kind of funny like <laughs> yeah. i usually i don't have my phone on ring at night you know and one night for some reason i, I just forgot and turned the ringer off or whatever and like 11 30 at night this airbnb guest calls me and they're like i like I can't get the lockbox to work. It's broken. I just I just don't know. And it's my hands are cold. And I'm like, okay, well, um, you know, I so I like get up out of my sleep and literally <laughs> I, I go down to the office because I don't want to wake Kathy up. And so I'm like, well, you know, can you Facetime me so we can see if, what's going on here? And so it took a couple minutes to get that going. And so we got connected by Facetime and 
she kind of showed me what she was doing the lockbox. I'm like, okay, yeah. So you got it. You just got to push your thumb right here. Kind of get the, <laughs> you know, pull it back. Yep. Oh, there it is. There's the key. So, you know, you, you, you deal with stuff like that um, on occasion. Um, We've gotten a call because um, someone someone found a hair in a drawer somewhere and yeah. you know wanted it yeah. wanted the whole place cleaned again or uh, yeah. just kind of some random random crazy stuff but well, I actually have a question about that because I was going through your Instagram stories and it looks like, so you guys are currently living in what you call the farmhouse. Is that right? Yes. And yes. did you rent that out for a weekend on Airbnb as well? Yeah, we've, I think we've rented it out for six weekends last summer or, yeah. and, and Thanksgiving this year we yeah. were going for that. So, yeah. so we have, and we've done that um, when we lived in our previous property, we did that a couple times too. And, um, yeah, rented out our primary residence on Airbnb. Well, I, I was yeah, laughing. Yeah, the toughest thing. Oh, I think it would be really tough because <laughs> it's like my yeah. stuff. But then I was laughing because you talked about like your cleaning process for the house. And you said yeah. in there that if anybody finds a hair, they automatically think the whole house is dirty. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. I ever would have thought of that. But I'm like, that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to see a hair at a hotel or anything. And you, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, the it's like one. if there's a human, it's been here. I know it. You know, <laughs> I found a hair. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you guys do that, do you have to hide all your clothes and? like jewelry and all those different things yeah the way way that our farmhouse is set up it has it has some pretty big closets and stuff so we just close those off and Mm -hmm. then um and just clean really well so it works okay for that um it's definitely hard with kids you know if i didn't have kids it would be like no brainer super easy to do um and it yeah it's 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 one of those things for us it makes sense at least in the summer because it helps us get out um you know we go camping a lot with our kids when when someone comes here and um it pays pretty decent and yeah yeah Yeah. and so it i you know the other thing i really love about it is you do all this cleaning and for the most part when you come back from wherever you've been your house is like cleaner than it's ever been it's like really clean and it's nice (laughs) there's no hair anywhere yeah yeah it's just it's like oh this is great yeah (laughs) but it does it does take a fair amount of effort to get it ready and you know you're you're kind of having that you you're having people in your space and it it takes a certainly a little bit of getting used to to think about that like oh yeah like there's gonna be people we've never met like, yeah, I think I, house. you know, I published that on the blog and quite a few people were just like, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine people in our, in your, you know, their own house. And I think that has kind of dulled for us over the years of doing these rentals and Airbnbs, you know, we've kind of got there. I think four years ago, if you told me like, you're going to rent out, you know, rent this house out, I'd be like, no way. But yeah. <laughs> now it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier. We're just a lot less attached to things, you know, besides our children. I know that, uh, you know, Airbnb, I believe started in 2006 or 2004. You can understand okay, why yeah. it took 10 years to really get catch, the gra- on. Yeah. catch on because people are yeah. like, wait yeah. a second, this is yeah. totally, uh, I, yeah. I don't know what's worse, your house or uh, they have the new car sharing uh, where like, yes. just yeah. let people use your car. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've seen too many <laughs> really crazy drivers um, yeah. <laughs> to be like, yeah, go ahead. Take the keys. You know, I have a hard time letting yeah. my friends do that, even though I drive, you know, a POS Subaru from 2004. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. and the whole, the whole beginning of Airbnb was based around couch surfing, right? So yeah. having a stranger on your couch and, and personally, I'd rather rent my whole house out than have a stranger on my couch. But um, <laughs> but I, I I really liked the idea behind that, and it it's, yeah. it's kind of a nice uh, communal like 
positive, um, positive thing. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things, you know, uh, uh, with our family, the different trips that we've been looking at going on and doing around here, you know, exploring the East coast since we're not from the East coast. Um, it's been looking at, uh, Airbnbs and home away from home, uh, different, mm-hmm. different aspects because, uh, for me, like I love the idea because if I, as a renter, I love the idea because uh, hotels are fine, but they're just so confined space uh, yeah. where and we're outgrowing them quickly. Exactly, so yeah, you know, it's nice to be able to have uh, you know a three bedroom house that we're renting, mm-hmm. uh, and we can put the kids in separate rooms from the baby, and then we can sit out mm-hmm. in the living room, you know, eleven thirty at night, and not worry about waking the kids up yeah. or, you know, doing whatever. So, um, I definitely love that aspect of it. Um, the cool thing about uh, like Airbnb and these things that it's opened up for people is the, the creativeness. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, a lighthouse that was turned into an Airbnb. Um, and, uh, those to me are fun. And it's funny though, cause there's, there's definitely market for everybody. Uh, I was talking to, we were talking to a friend and and his response was, do you guys not know about hotels? Um, and, and like, yeah, we do. But I feel like you get a totally yeah. different experience when you're going somewhere and you get to stay in the area rather than, you know, at a hotel that's next to the airport. So when you guys are buying houses and you know that you're going to rent them out, are you looking for a specific location or are you looking for like the best price for your buck? Is there, what is it that you're looking for that makes the most successful Airbnb? Yeah, so I five of the six houses that we've owned have been we've bought as almost always we've planned to live in them. So it's places, and I I think this is a good key, anyways, is like a place that you want to live in. Um, things that we like are walkable to something. I would excluding our farmhouse, which is ten miles in the country. There's nothing to walk. <laughs> which to, is walk nice in its here, own but, right. <laughs> Yeah, but everything else is um you know a really walkable neighborhood some sort of connection to downtown when, when they're in Seattle. So like a mass transit nearby. Um, we like to have a park and a grocery store and ideally a place you can grab a beer. That's all within walking distance. Those are kind of our three main. You say uh, Seattle, it, that's it, like it's, everywhere though, right? That you can yeah, it's, not, it's not too hard if you're, if you're pretty close <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly our, the place that we have on Airbnb now on Dexter Avenue is in a great location to explore the city. It's like right off, like a few blocks off Lake union and, it's it's right on the north side of downtown between South Lake Union and Fremont. And so you can land there and you can literally it's like walk to all these cool spots and or and you can Uber and take bus to, you know, anywhere you need to go. And so I think that location is really compelling to Airbnb travelers just mm-hmm. because it is so central and um, you know, it's three bedrooms, two bathrooms. So it has that space that a family might like, or we also get a lot of, uh, people that are like three couples might come there or something like that. So you're absolutely right that like the Airbnb stuff is a hotel alternative. So once you get up into like the three bedroom range, it becomes so compelling because as a family, you're like, Oh yeah, I could just go there and I can cook some macaroni and cheese if my kid did a bite and yeah. you know I have a fridge and all those conveniences that you'd have at a home and so I think you know that Airbnb is really dialed into that situation and so we've done that one I think especially has done really well and the contrast that though to our other Airbnb we tried out was a two-bedroom one bath and that one 
was a little bit further from downtown. It was kind of up by the university and it just didn't quite get as much traction and demand because it was much more equivalent to a hotel as far as accommodation and size. So I think- And the one bathroom thing, I think people just don't like, don't like sharing a bathroom. We're used yeah. to these old houses and it's like, <laughs> oh, I see not everyone has one bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's we, with, with hotels, it's one of the things that uh, we, so we stayed, oh man, five or six hotels when we were moving out here. Uh, yeah, and, we did like a nice long road trip and you yeah. just pick a hotel as you, as you go through. Yeah. But, but uh, and, and Ashley was, you know, didn't, hasn't had this a lot happen, but we, every, every time we stayed in the hotel, we got the, the handicap room that had like extra big bathroom and, uh, that's just extra space yeah. everywhere. And I don't know if it's because of my size or what, but every time I go to a hotel, they put me in the handicap room <laughs> and, uh, I love it. Cause it's like. You know, that bathroom is three times the size of a regular bathroom. You know, you yeah. can, you know, put a kid in there yeah. if they're acting crazy and you can sleep in there, you know, <laughs> but yeah. uh, not that we do that. <clears throat> no. But uh, <laughs> no. Well, so uh, you guys, um, have you guys done the Airbnb route? Do you guys do a lot of travel on your own with your family? You got three kids, you said. So, I mean, what kind yeah. of travel do you guys do for your family? Well. Yeah, so this is funny, but we've never actually stayed in an Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to say the reason is because we tend to visit family when we travel. Garrett's got a sister in New York and my brother down in Arizona. Um, And so, and other than that, we tend to camp. Um, So we don't, you know, we don't really have anywhere. Um, So we usually stay with friends and family if we're traveling, but um, we did do a road trip down to Arizona and we kind of did the same thing where last minute we just show up, you know, at a hotel right. after the day of driving was done. And you know, that is funny. We got a lot of those handicapped bathrooms too. So maybe, maybe they saved those for yeah. the last, you know, the last person to check in. The last the family end. with the, yeah. uh, a bunch of kids. Uh, <laughs> and it's on the end. So yeah. The way, but. but yeah, that's kind of how we did our road trip. Um, and that worked out really well. We have been kind of dabbling around trying to find a spot where we might want to travel um, we were looking in South America for a little bit of an escape this spring. We, and, you know, our, if we had gone down there, we definitely would have gone through Airbnb and mm-hmm. booked a spot that had, you know, that had some space and stayed for a little bit longer yeah. with our, with the family. So I think if we were to ever plan a spot where we're going to, oh, good, we're going to be Not ever, when we, when we, <laughs> when yeah, we do it. When yeah. we do it. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're going to be in one spot for any period of time, we definitely would book ahead and get a, get an, an Airbnb type of conference. Yeah. Right now our kids are, um, let's see, five, three and 18 months. And we did recently go out to New York and stayed with family. And we do like traveling to the big cities with the kids so young. Cause we just bring a stroller and yeah. don't have to worry about car seats and all that though. Our 18 month old at the time was maybe 15 months and she was just a nightmare on the plane. So we, you know, we thought about going somewhere this spring and then I was like, I'm not fine anywhere with her until she's a little older. So, um, but, uh, we do have a road trip planned. Um, our, our boys are older too, are both boys and they're really into dinosaurs, which Mm. has gotten us all into dinosaurs. And so we're, we kind of travel um around that a little bit so we're gonna try to make it to the um the uh tarpits down in la those are those are actual dinosaurs but prehistoric mammals and whatnot and um so we went to the uh dinosaur national monument um on our last road trip and 
check those out, which was really cool. That's awesome. And so as renters, what advice would you give people who are going to rent a vacation rental? Since you're on the other side, mm-hmm. like, do you have any like words of wisdom of pet peeves that you hate when renters do for you or things that you think are awesome? Oh, yes. I think, you know, my biggest pet peeve is just when people um, come into an Airbnb and just basically think that no one's on the other end of it. And they are like, oh, you're going to pay a cleaning fee. So I'm just going to leave my garbage on the floor and, um, you know, just never clean up after myself, Um, which maybe they do at home. I don't know. But that would be my number one pet peeve um, is just, you know, that we we have a $100 cleaning fee on our Airbnbs. And that that doesn't cover a cleaning. A cleaning is at least $150. uh, And you know, it takes a few hours. So just kind of understanding that, um, you know, being, being a normal, respectful human being, I would say. Yeah. And then as, as the guy who does all of the Airbnb the stuff, communication, the communicator, yeah. it's, uh, it's awesome if people send a note like, Hey, I'm planning on being there, you know, at three or I'm going to, I could, my flight gets in a little bit late. So I'm thinking I'm going to check in at this time. And then, you know, and then again, when they're heading out, like, hey, we just we're out of here or we've got an early flight. So we're going to be out at, you know, eight o'clock tomorrow morning. And that just kind of helps coordinate the cleaners and the turnovers and everything. So uh, from and a lot of people want to check in early. So it's nice to know when people are leaving mm-hmm. because a lot of times it's back to back check ins. So those are those are a couple of key things that are nice are nice to hear from from our side. Well, I, 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 not to interrupt, I wanted to go back to dinosaurs. So we, yeah. <laughs> Ray, Ray Mark, so, cause yes. we, we have a four year old, you ready to turn five and he, he loves dinosaurs. Um, and it's been really fun with our kids, uh, especially that experience traveling across the United States to move mm-hmm. out here. Um, and seeing all these cool things, uh, cause we always try to find, you know, weird stuff off the side and, and that, but, uh, out here we have dinosaur land, uh, and uh-huh. yeah, so uh, in White Post, Virginia, uh, we've been picking up stuff, uh, you know, at the information centers and that kind of stuff. The brochures, we've brochures. been shopping for yeah, our next so road trips. We come across dinosaur land, it's a couple hours away, but that's on our list of things to do is to, to go there because uh, he loves dinosaurs. And so uh, when you awesome. guys, you know, uh, when you guys come out this way, check it out dinosaur land yes. yes on your list yes i think there's another place in ohio where you can actually dig for fossils yeah is that yeah. is it in ohio or is um, it in idaho well no they have one in ohio that you can dig for fossils yeah we saw that one as well when we we're driving through to indiana mm-hmm. um so and then cool. also over closer to you guys uh, i don't know if you drive through utah much but you get around yes. the price utah area uh they actually have eastern utah college or something like that anyway but they like majority of their um uh degrees are in like paleontology and stuff so uh cool there's all sorts of dinosaur museums and stuff around there too so but yes uh, <laughs> I, I never figured that you'd be a wealth of dinosaur knowledge I'm not. I'm you know i, I knew you, i knew football it, uh, <laughs> yeah but dinosaurs yeah. look at all these things i'm learning <laughs> i i don't know much yeah. but what i do know is worthless so <laughs> unless yeah. you have to travel so um but uh yeah no so i really find it interesting you know one of our things that we you know are doing this podcast for is to really uh help people to not just you know, oh, it's on my bucket list and then never do it. Um, but to actually do what you, you know, oh, this is really cool. I want to do this and then do it. And I think kids are like the first thing that, oh, we got kids. We can't do that. 
Um, yeah. So you guys say you go camping a lot, you travel, you know, you do mm-hmm. road trips and things like that stuff. What are some of the tips that you would give just from your experiences as travelers that are, you know, this is how you travel with kids well. Um, and knowing yeah. that there's no perfect answer for kids because they're all so different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, this is probably in all things parenting, but just to lower your expectations um, <laughs> would be number one. Not like your expectations to travel, but just like if you wanted to go 100 miles in a day, you know, maybe 60 is good enough. Yeah. Um, maybe 10 potty, potty stops is, you know, going to happen. And so for me, I think I've really had to be okay with um, – being on a kid's schedule a bit more um, yeah. when we travel and yeah, yeah and we've really tried to integrate our travel around what is engaging and what they're excited yeah. about and so when we went to New York it was a big deal because we went to the National History Museum and they have mm. you know the most amazing dinosaur and yeah. and prehistoric animal exhibits and so that was just so cool because the kids were really into it and they were excited and we were excited and so i think when you can do that it just it makes the trip so special yeah, yeah and we've tried to just incorporate little things like um we go down to portland a lot to visit family and it's a pretty drive from ellensburg it's down across the columbia and you drive along the columbia and one side's a freeway and the other side's a highway and the highway is a historic highway that's way, you know, way curvier and slower, but it's a lot prettier. And so we've started taking that route and we'll stop um, in the summer. At least we've stopped a couple of times on the Columbia for like kind of a picnic and we'll actually go swimming along the, the shore. And so, you know, getting home takes six to eight hours instead of four, but it's it's a lot more fun for everyone. Oh, the memories, I'm sure. Plus, you're not sitting in a car for four hours. Well, yeah. you are. You don't dread feel... the drive so much either. Yeah, it makes yeah, it exactly. bearable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I've had uh, two sisters that lived in the Portland area and uh, every time we'd go, it was Tillamook Cheese Factory was like number one on the list. Oh, yes. Uh, their buttermilk is amazing. I drink buttermilk and it's, yeah, their buttermilk <laughs> is delicious. Um, but, uh, and then uh, the other one is Astoria. Uh, and anybody mm-hmm. who hasn't been to Astoria, you got to go to Astoria. There's so many movies that have been made there. Everybody, the first one everybody knows is Goonies. Um, yeah. but, uh, there was a Steve Martin one called Roxanne that was done there. Oh, okay. Um, uh, kindergarten co- or yeah. Kindergarten cop oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. That was done in Oregon. That was done in Astoria, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff. And like the, the one about Roxanne is, uh, Steve Martin is a, a fireman, a fire chief. And, uh, I just remember like one of the, ep- uh, one of the scenes is he's, walking uphill and it's just like this giant uphill that he's walking up to the fire and that's really how Astoria is it's like this city built on these hills it's insane beautiful (laughs) old houses yeah Yeah. 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 I think it's one of the oldest yeah I think it's like 1800s which is pretty old for yeah yeah Yeah. no it's awesome it's awesome well so as you're as a family where has been your favorite place that you guys have traveled to that you guys have camped and have seen I would, well, I would say the f- we mostly camp with friends like locally, it's, you know, semi-locally where, you know, in the Northwest, we're pretty blessed with that, where you can, you know, get out your door and in 30 minutes you can be in the woods camping. Um, so they have a ton of fun with that because we'll just do a campfire and a lot of our friends have kids the same age. And so it's just like a, it's a, big a really fun, really outdoors. crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think just in general, camping locally in the Wenatchee National Forest is really 
really fun for us. Wenatchee um, National Forest. I have to put that on our list. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, we, we went. We also went up to um, the North Cascades in Washington. Mm-hmm. Are are like breathtakingly beautiful. It's one of yeah. the most beautiful spots. Um, and if you ever get a chance to drive the North Cascades Highway, there's um, amazing. Only in the summer because it's close in the yeah, winter. Yeah, amazing, amazing area. Um, and then there's some really cool towns uh, right on the eastern slopes of the Cascades up there, Winthrop and Twist in the Zama and we stayed in uh outside of Winthrop for what our oldest birthday one time and we just got a house and had some friends and that was a really fun trip too. yeah and actually maybe I take it back maybe my favorite place we camped is actually Orcas Island yeah the, Orcas Island uh, the islands awesome off of Washington well. are just really gorgeous too and and we've camped up on Orcas a couple of times and some yeah, of the Orcas is sites. one of the San Juan islands, which are mm. pretty famous, uh, islands in the North Puget sound yeah. and really quaint small towns. And there's a camping. really cool state park there called Moran state park. And they have a campground that's at the South end of this little lake on the Island. That's just picturesque, beautiful, pretty spot. And then, you know, it's, it was a really, we went with friends the last time. And so we had like two spots, that are pretty far away from the other campsites, but unfortunately, our, our uh, daughter was how old was she? A year? <laughs> Not even a year. The perfect age yeah. where you can't reason with them, yeah. but they want to crawl around all through. The in the middle of the night, too, and she started crying. And I swear, everyone, and it's like you know, two miles of campsites, and I swear, everyone woke up to her crying <laughs> in the middle of the night. I was just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but every you know, and I remember camping down in Oregon too, near um. What, where was that down in uh the joseph joseph yep, oregon joseph. Outside of, and we had our our just our two kids at the time and um our little one was up a ton in the night and and the campsites were really close together there and the gentleman who was next to us the next morning garrett was just kind of like you know i'm i'm sorry <laughs> like, i'm sure my kid woke you up i'm sorry and he was so nice he was like do not apologize. It's so cool you guys are out here. Like, way to go. I was yeah. there 30 years ago. Yeah. Just, you know, it seems like, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of that when, when yeah. we've um, had kind of uh, fussy kids. That's but. awesome. That's awesome. Well, so with all your travels, what's your biggest, the biggest fail you've had on travel? When oh, you traveled. Flying to New York with Daphne. Yeah. Our 15-month-old. <laughs> Number one. I mean, we were like those quintessential. She was either she was either in a rage or she was running up the aisle and you know the stewardess were just like you need to sit down you need to hold on to her you know we didn't get she's a lap you know before two they can sit in your lap so we didn't get that extra fee and and we should have in retrospect we should have put her car seat in there and strapped her in (laughs) (laughs) she was not having it yeah the the airplane thing the airplane thing i feel like is always a 50 50 and you know my my first traveling time traveling with kids on a plane was right after Ashley and I got engaged. Yeah, so we're a blended family. So yeah. he's like, we're going to fly down, meet my family who's in Arizona, <laughs> and we're taking three kids with us. Like, good yeah. luck on an airplane with yeah. us. Yeah. And, uh, man, it, I, I think Ashley was worried that I was going to call it off after the trip back because uh, <laughs> the four-year-old was not having it. Oh, man. So we put her in the stroller, and um, we were going. All we had left to do was get through the airport, pick up the bags, and go to the car. That's it. So we're, like, at the home stretch. 
And as soon as we got onto the like gangplank into the airport, she just started screaming. So it's one of Top those of things. Of you just like put him in the stroller and you just book it as yeah. fast as you can, right? <laughs> and so Ren takes two of the kids. She's they like, go down the escalator. Yeah, she's like, I'm going down the elevator. Yeah, keep her quiet so, inside there. Like you, you meet me at the baggage claim. And so of course, there's like nobody around the elevators. I push the button. She's still just screaming her head off. And I turn around. Look, there's this group of teenagers that are just all staring at me. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with your child? Gonna that, have yeah, yes, that, was, exactly. that was the best case for abstinence right there. So. Yes, yeah. we, we did all their parents a favor by doing that for them. I mean, then she screamed all the way to the whole, I mean, she screamed the whole way to the car. Like, it was like a good solid yeah. 30 minutes of this kid oh. crying. Like, talk about And then we got in the car and it was all good. It was, yeah, it was awesome. So, uh, we, you know, we talked about bucket list, but what is the one thing, like, if you guys could just... The number one list yeah. thing on your bucket list. Next week, you can do whatever you want. What would be the place or thing you'd want to do? It would definitely be somewhere warm. I don't know if I have just one, but it would definitely be somewhere warm. I'd like to uh, spend some winters uh, outside the Pacific Northwest. Um, <laughs> we've talked a lot about like trying to spend a few months or even a year somewhere. And it would definitely be somewhere warm in the winter. Um, You're speaking my like, language. It's 16 degrees outside. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have uh, definitely have a plan in the future to do an extended travel somewhere in probably Spanish speaking. Cause I'm, I can, you know, get by a little bit on Spanish. So we take a Spanish speaking country, maybe South America warm and get out of the United States for several months to a year. And yeah, we um, did. Um, we spent three months after college or maybe four months in, in Central America and Panama was a really, really amazing place. I wouldn't mind going back there too. And the east side of Costa Rica. I've not been. Yeah. I've not been, but I Chile. Uh, yeah. Chile. Chile. It's Chile. <laughs> I've got a couple of friends there, and and uh, that's South America. You know, um, it's all beautiful. It's just crazy the the difference of uh, topography and stuff. But uh, Chile, I think, is one of the underrated places mm-hmm. down there. But uh, I mean, you can get down a couple hundred miles from Antarctica. And that is kind of cool to me. She said somewhere warm. Yeah. I, no, don't it's, think, I don't it's think it's warm. Yeah. It's a thing. It's warm. But it's not warm <laughs> in Antarctica. It is not. <laughs> well, I, I guess the only thing that I would want to tell you guys is, um, are you guys familiar with D.B. Cooper? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I'm yes. obsessed. He and is obsessed. Are you? <laughs> I am obsessed. And uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I, I hadn't heard about it until probably like eight years ago, n- nine years ago. And I came across it in some toilet reading and man, it just changed my life. Uh, and so I, I've watched every documentary. I've read every book. Um, oh, cool. But uh, you guys are kind of in the area, I think, where they have uh, they actually have D.B. Cooper days and like they all these people who are trying to find, you know, the answer uh, meet up at a bar there. I can't remember what the town is, but. I think it's in Wanachi, around the Wanachi uh, National Forest yeah, area. Yeah, where is that? Yeah, and th- I think there were some reports that he m- might be in the gorge okay. somewhere. Yeah, that's There's yeah. like some gorge, the Columbia Gorge connection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ren's going to come and use your Airbnb <laughs> now and just take out all the D.B. Cooper yeah. things. Well, <laughs> it. We do have a history of people like stealing aircraft up here in the Northwest yes. for various purposes. So, you know, um, maybe, maybe you can like – plan some um some aircraft heist uh that's a bad idea yeah we'll put it on the podcast we just stole aircraft yeah Yeah, maybe when ike's 18 yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't want him to grow up without a dad (laughs) yeah 
No, that's awesome. Or at least skydiving. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Get the whole experience there. Get, get yeah. a small taste of it. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is Garrett and Kathy Pashusta of the Grit and Polish blog. You can find them on thegritandpolish.com or on Instagram at, at the Grit and Polish. And yeah. Yeah. And what? You're pointing to something like oh, I missed something. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, for those who don't know, you guys were on HGTV uh, with the show Master Plan. Um, ability to watch that online. And we'll have a link in our show notes that you can follow that to check it out. So. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can you can watch it right now or not. You might need a cable login if you can, but okay, very cool. Yes. Oh yeah, you do need yes. a cable login. That's what the notes say too. So well, I'm gonna go stock it and yeah. go look at it because I love old houses <laughs> and I'm gonna go find the episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so thank yeah, you. you can definitely you can definitely find out uh, more about our houses, our renovations. There's lots of pictures of our past projects on the grit and polish and. So if you're interested in old houses or renovations, definitely check that out. We have uh, some travel plans coming up, so stay tuned for those. We're going to be going doing a road trip through Southern California, Northern... Uh, Northern California, at least. Yeah, we're going to be doing a, Southern, yeah. a road trip through Southern Oregon, Northern California uh, in the spring for spring break. And so we'll be posting lots of pictures and adventures from that. Um, if all goes well. No, it's going to be... They're gonna be <laughs> if Daphne no starts what. to travel well, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fail or not. Fail or not, yeah. And we also can link your Airbnb page to on our website, right? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do that for sure. Absolutely. Cause... Well, make sure and, you uh, tag uh, hashtag gone tripping when you're posting your, your Instagram photos. <laughs> Yeah, and it's the coolest. It's the coolest hashtag I hear. Yeah. So. If any, if anybody gone tripping listeners, um, message me through Airbnb, we'll get you a discount. Ooh, Ooh. we'll so take it. Is, yeah. yeah. Rent sound like I'm coming for Judy Cooper. <laughs> you got Rent all excited. Absolutely, Very that's cool. great. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys for joining us uh, and taking the time out of your day to sit down with us and talk. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is fun. No yeah, it's been super fun. Thank you so much for having us on. I am gone tripping. Thanks for joining us on Gone Tripping Podcast featuring Garrett and Kathy of The Grit and Polish. Don't forget to visit the website for show notes at gontrippinpodcast.com and tag us with your favorite travel and adventure pictures on Instagram using the hashtag gontrippin or at gontrippinpodcast. Subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and make every trip an adventure.